The Soccer Gambling Podcast is presented by Winbet. Winbet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Tennessee, Virginia, Arizona, Louisiana, and New York. From boosted parlays to in-game odds on every major sport, Winbet has what you need to win. Sign up today, bet $10, and get $200 in free bets. Download the Winbet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. We'll support you by PropStop, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Use a promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. Head over to PropStop.com or download the PropStop app. We're also brought to you by Manscaped, the leaders in below-the-belt grooming. Use the promo code SGP at Manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping. We're also brought to you by Stable Jewel. Stable Jewel is a horse racing DFS app where you can play free and paid games for real cash prizes. You can win as much as $15,000 with one entry. Head over to StableJewel.com and get started today. Also, don't forget to download the SGPN app, your home for all of our free picks and all of our free podcasts. Oh, it's a 
magnificent effort. And it's a free kick for United. And Brighton have had everyone up front. Here goes Bruno Fernandes. Ronaldo's up there too. You are listening to Bet MUFC here on the Soccer Gambling Podcast. You can follow the Bet MUFC Twitter account on Twitter. It's at Bet MUFC. That's at Bet MUFC. You can also follow the account for the Soccer Gambling Podcast. It's at SGP Soccer. That's at SGP Soccer. You can also follow the Twitter account for LockBetting.com. That is at LockBetting.com. At LockBetting.com. It's a service that has delivered 104 months in a row of transparent tracked profit and to check out all of the previous P&Ls you can have a look on the lockbetting.com site if you go to the pin tweet at lockbetting.com the twitter account you will see the spreadsheet for the previous month as we started 2022 with a winning month in January but if you go to the bottom of that spreadsheet you will see lots of tags such as tennis, soccer, NBA, NFL, etc. Click the one that says PL and it will take you to all of the previous PLs. The December one in particular has a full review of 2021 in the write up. And you can also have a look through the spreadsheets to see the type of plays we do, the type of units we'll stake, we stake. It's all very realistic stuff, it's all for real people. There's no chase plays. There's no five unit maxes, seven units, eight units, uh, 10 star plays, 20 unit whales. None of that nonsense. It's all real stuff. It's all transparent and tracked. Um, Every single spreadsheet is available to everybody. Members can comment underneath the bottom. This is legitimate. And we have delivered 104 months in a row of transparent track profit. And we are just... Four months away from being able to say, hey, we haven't had a single losing month in sports betting for nine years. Ironically, that is the same amount of time it's been since Manchester United won the Premier League. Perhaps there's a correlation to that. Perhaps God isn't letting me be that lucky where I'm able to win all these months in sports betting. But at the same time, my team is successful. I uh, went to the Brighton game, the Brighton game you just heard in the clip, and that first half was the most dire, boring and atrocious half for both teams, but particularly for Man United because they're at home and the onus is on them to not make it a half like that. But that was one of the worst halves of football I ever saw. In the end, Man United did come away with a 2-0 win. I felt like we'd played better in some of the 1-1 games, we had a better half against Burnley. We had a better half in the first half against Middlesbrough um, and, and against Southampton as well. So you don't, you certainly saw better 45-minute periods. I think in that second half, it was a moment of magic against Ronaldo uh, by Ronaldo. sorry, And then you saw a team get down to 10 men 
and another team who are supposed to be a top team challenging for the the top four. Well, at least that's the position now. Previously, going into the season, we were supposed to be a team that challenged for the title. And we found it difficult to kill the game off and break down a team with 10 men. And, and the miss by Bruno Fernandes... That was unbelievably poor. I understand he went on to get the, the second goal at the end. And they say it was the killer goal in the clip. But Brighton weren't getting back into the game at that point. The final whistle was going to blow. We already had to ride our luck. We already had a 10-man team get crosses in the box. We already had a 10-man team hit the crossbar. And we missed chances to kill them off ourselves. But really in that position, if you go down to, to 10 men against Manchester City or, or Liverpool... They're probably winning that game by by two or three goals, and they're getting that second goal quite early on in proceedings and winning the game comfortably. They're not allowing you to create chances to equalise once you're down to ten. So, yes, we come away with the win, and yes, we move into fourth. But a lot of question marks to be asked there about Man United coming off the back of that. And now we travel to Leeds this weekend. Before we look at that game, as I said over on the EPL show, we will we will explore the table and see how things look at the moment for Man United. And in the next episode, we will have a little bit more of an in-depth look at the run-in as well to see how this might play out. At the moment, we are in fourth place. We are nine points behind Chelsea. We've played the same amount of games as them. So this whole train of thought that Chelsea might get sucked into it and, and we may be able to finish higher than them and and they're in a poor run of form as well. That's kind of been put to bed temporarily because with 13 games to go, nine points is a lot to overcome. We currently sit... A point clear of West Ham, but they've played a game more. That's always been the case for a while where West Ham, even when they occupied fourth place, everyone's had a load of games in hands over them. So I feel like they are dropping out of the conversation despite being in fifth place. But 26 games is a lot of games to have played. Whereas Arsenal, they've only played 23 games. And that means they have three games in hand over West Ham and the level and points with them. And what's most concerning on our part is that they have two games in hand on Manchester United and are just one point behind us on 42. So you've got United 43, West Ham 42, Arsenal 42, but United have played 25, West Ham 26 and Arsenal have played just 23 games. As have Tottenham. Tottenham too have played just 23 games, but they are on 39 points so they have two games in hand on Man United as well, but they are four points behind. Not as worried about them. Well, I wasn't until yesterday, but they ended up picking up a win away to Manchester City, which was a shocking result. Today was generally a, a shocking day. Um, I'm not one of these people that come on here and just talk about the wins. I will acknowledge the the poor days. In fact, historically, I'll acknowledge the, the poor days even more because... They're more of a shock. I'm expected to win, expected to have strong record. Uh, my lot records are, are very transparent over the years. I come on here, I give out my top play at the end of the year and everybody knows exactly how you're doing with those plays. It's easy to track. What you do is just write them down each week in a little notepad in your phone and you'll know what the lot records are and they always correlate to 
what I have the lot records as. As I said, there's, there's no place to hide or run with, with lockbetting.com. There's no place to hide on, on podcasts when you're analysing every single game and, and closing out with, you, with your locks. People know you've had a good week or a bad week and, and we've had a very bad weekend in, in soccer. Um, we didn't have a particularly great midweek with the Champions League either. Um, we looked okay on the Tuesday, but then Wednesday wasn't a great day for us with uh, with Bayern Munich failing to win and not landing the lock. When you only have four games, it's pretty essential to land a lock if you decide to play one. So it's not been a good Saturday. And the second part of the weekend is obviously tomorrow, Sunday. And that's a day where we'll look to get back on track. Hopefully it won't be as crazy as Saturday. But uh, the Tottenham result was a large part of that. It'll be interesting to see if Tottenham can build on that. And we'll look at the market in a minute to see how yesterday's results have affected the lines with Arsenal and Tottenham both winning and West Ham dropping points again at home to Newcastle. And the last team we'll talk about here is Wolves. They're also a team that have played just 23 games and they are on 37 points. They too, if they win their games in hand, they go level with Manchester United. Therefore, they are well in the conversation. They play at home to Leicester today. So how has everything affected the market in terms of pricing for the top four? Well, to begin with, Arsenal are still the favourites to finish in the top four and they've become shorter favourites off the back of yesterday's win at home to Brentford. They are available at even money and Tottenham have closed in to two to one. They are now level with Manchester United. In some places, it's two to one on Tottenham or seven to four on Tottenham and Man United are as big as five to two. So, Tottenham are now shading it as the second favourites off the back of yesterday's win away to Manchester City with Man United dropping down to the third favourites here. Despite currently occupying the position, the bookies think there is more weight with having those games in hand. And uh, what's also interesting is Manchester United still need to play both of these teams. Tottenham's coming up very soon. I'll be going to that game on March the 12th as Man United weekend could, uh, Man United season could be decided across one weekend and one midweek over the course of three days. As on the 12th of March, Manchester United play that crucial game at home to Tottenham. And then on the 15th of March, we play the second leg in the Champions League against Atletico Madrid, our final chance to win a trophy this season. Later on in the season, we do travel to the Emirates for another crucial game. After those three, you have West Ham all the way out at 12 to 1 and you have Wolves at a huge price of 25 to 1. So... The bookies consider those two out of it. I do think West Ham are out of it. I think Wolves aren't. They would need to go on a really, really good run though. And uh, I just feel that they will fall short of being in the conversation. But I do feel they have the capabilities to to finish above West Ham who are moving in the wrong direction and could be distracted by the Europa League as well. But Arsenal, Tottenham, Man United are the main three that we are focused on. And our guys, Man United, are now out to around about 5-2 to two generally and now the third favourites to make it into the top four. We will look at the running on the next show and analyse how that may play out, and I'll give my predictions for the up-and-coming games. But we have to begin with the first game that Man United have in the running, which is the next one, 
And that is a way to Leeds tomorrow, where Manchester United are the 5-6, to six, minus 120 favourites to win the game. It's 3-1 to one on the draw, and it's 16-5 to five here on Leeds. United were even money at the start of the weekend, and perhaps it's become a bit of a must-win situation with Tottenham and Arsenal winning, and there has been some adjustment there. But I don't agree with that adjustment necessarily. United were always in a, in a must-win slot. United are always in a situation where they need to put a one of results together. Obviously, dropping points at home to Southampton and away to Burnley is never acceptable for Man United, but particularly when you desperately need to get as many points as possible in order to achieve a goal, which at the moment is a top four. And I understand Ralph Ragnick has only lost one game. And had you told us that when he was appointed, had you said... Ralph Ragnick's going to take over at this point, and by the time we get to near the end of February, he would have only lost one game. We probably would have taken that, but that would have been with us blindly knowing the points total, and quite frankly, he hasn't put up enough points. Man United should be clear at the moment, because Arsenal and Tottenham have both had poor runs. Tottenham are just coming off a run where they lost three games in a row, yet they are still well in the conversation. So, we are looking for Manchester United to try and put this run together. We've been saying that for a long time. Hopefully they'll do that now off the back of the home win against Brighton. Leeds are a team who, who should really be tailor-made for Man United the way that they play. It should be a pretty wide-open game. It shouldn't be a team that... This is the thing about playing these weak teams. Yes, they're weak on paper, but no one's really weak in the EPL. It's a very, very tough league. And sometimes teams sit in and frustrate you and try and then hit you on the break or hit you with a set piece. Basically, try and take advantage of the spell that they have. And in this league, everybody's going to have their own spell. And what Man United have not done is coped very well with being dominant in games and then being able to cope with a turnover in pressure and it's during those turnovers where we've conceded goals where we shouldn't have done largely down to individual errors and I'm obviously looking at Harry Maguire there as are a lot of the Manchester United supporters as he's been a player that's been mostly heavily criticised on social media but that's been the key and in this game I don't think it's going to be that type of game I feel that there will be spells where it'll be more back and forth and you expect the likes of uh, Ronaldo and Sancho, Rashford, Bruno Fernandes, Paul Pogba to penetrate a lot more with the chances that we're going to be offered here against Leeds. So I do think we'll win this game tomorrow. Leeds have lost their last three home games against the top six this season, while they've lost all four clashes with the current top four. So that bodes well for United. And that's been the case ever since Leeds got promoted, where they've gone toe-to-toe with the top teams, and the top teams have won. I also like to almost automatically take both teams to score in my new games at the moment, as both teams to score has landed in six of Leeds' last nine home games, while five of Man United's last seven have te- have seen both teams to score land. So I think that uh, this could be another one. The reverse fixture was 5-1. It was on the opening day when everything was nice and dandy and there was big hope at Man United. This was even prior to signing Ronaldo. We had no idea that he was coming in at the time, but we were genuine title contenders coming into the season and we started very well. I was in attendance for that 5-1 win at Old Trafford. Never did we dream we'd be in a position where we were fighting for the top four, let alone being the third favourites to occupy that position. So if the bookies are correct with their assessment, Man United are going to finish sixth in the league. 
And that could mean that we are playing in the Europa League. It's unlikely because um, the the FA Cup winners and the and the League Cup winners are already likely to occupy European places. Therefore, sixth place will probably get us in the Europa League. But we don't want to be playing in the Europa League. That would be an absolutely disastrous season. So. Man United need to go on a run. I think the betting odds really highlight how big of a hole Manchester United are in. Yes, you can look at it and go, oh, we currently occupy fourth and oh, it's only Arsenal and Tottenham and Arsenal and Tottenham notoriously drop points. Well, Arsenal started this season with three losses. So if you take that away, they're actually having a, a pretty decent season. And as for Tottenham, you can't really count them out. They're managed by Antonio Conte and they just bounce back from defeats by winning away to Manchester City. Something that I cannot envision Manchester United doing anytime soon. And Man United still have to travel to Manchester City and they have to travel to Liverpool as well. After that, the run-in is a little bit more favourable. But Ralph Ragnick hasn't really got enough points for a favourable run-in so far. So this is all going to be very interesting as we approach the end of the season. But it starts with the game against Leeds tomorrow, of course, and Man United must win that game. And I think they will. And my main play here on the show is going to be to take Man United to win that game. And we're going to take that at five to six here on the money line with a with a side lean on both teams to score. Because, of course, we almost play that automatically when it comes to Man United at the moment. You're not getting too much value on that selection now. That has moved all the way out to four to six minus 150. And uh, therefore, that's why I'm taking Man U on the money line as my main play. That's it for this edition of Bet MUFC. Next time out, Manchester United will be playing Watford at Old Trafford. And we will break down that game as per usual. We will look back at this game against Leeds. And we will look at the running. And I will estimate what the final points totals will be for all of the teams challenging for the top four. And of course, I'll be as unbiased as I possibly can be. That's it for me in this edition of BetMUC. Good luck with all of your bets as always, guys. And thanks for listening.